Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. I have an in-person guest today that we run around in a lot of the same circles. And I have always seen this beautiful human from afar because we go to the same events. Or last year at Emily Frisella's Women of Business, we I think you got in like the day after me or something. But I want to introduce to you guys, uh, Dr. Dr. Lyon, Gabrielle. Yep. And where are you from? So I am originally from Chicago. Okay. But have been in New York for quite some time now. Oh, you're in New York? I know. New Jersey now, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> so did you move? Yeah, we did. Okay. Was it after yeah. hearing the, it got, all the lockdowns? When the it pandemic? got all crazy, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, oh, hell no, peace <laughs> out. Uh, yeah, something like that. So um, how tall are you? So I'm 5'1". Okay. T- wait, how tall are you? 5'4". <laughs> but so like whenever I see you... When I, so th- this is the crazy thing about uh, Gabrielle and I. Again, like we've been in a lot of the same places, either at the same time from a distance or we miss each other by a couple hours or a day. Yeah. So seeing her in person, I'm like, wow, she's like a super petite, buff, like fit chick that I didn't realize <laughs> that you're just, you're like, you're like pretty petite. Were you a gymnast? I was. Okay. Because you have the gymnast yep. physique, the build. Yes. Uh, very, you- very very petite. Uh, when did you, when did you do like, tell me about your gymnastics career. It was very unexciting mm. uh, and very short lived. Okay. And I moved over to dance pretty quick mm-hmm. and, uh, did a lot of sprinting. Do you, do you do any of the gymnastics stuff still? No. You don't? No. Dude, I'm always trying to do like handstands <laughs> and stuff. No. I have my littlest Otto who is, he just turned seven. He's in gymnastics and then he just got invited to move to the next level, which is like an invite only. Um, but like, I think f- for me, like I even cash my middle one, he's 13 now. Uh, I think gymnastics is really just like, it's, it's just some amazing like Training. foundations totally. for like kids getting, I mean, anyways, I'm a huge believer in that. And I, I've been having these discussions um, with my husband about, he's like, oh, does he really need to do gymnastics? I'm like, look, you don't understand. Like, I still remember some of the key, the core uh, fundamentals that I've learned in gymnastics. And it's just, it's came over, you know, and I, I, I truly believe because I had my background in gymnastics and it wasn't anything crazy either. You know, I think I did it for maybe a total of like five or six years. Um, and then I ended up giving up gymnastics and then I did soccer full time. Okay. So, and so you've always been as athletic as you are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I take a lot of that. So I grew up in Oklahoma. So I, I, I give a lot of my, well, my athletic, uh, athletic ability. My mom's extremely fit. She's exact same size as you, maybe a little bit shorter, She's no like, way. oh yeah, she's super <laughs> tiny. She's super tiny. Her email address is like little peanut. So if that tells you anything, like she's, she's very little, like my oldest son was like way taller than her. Um, and so, you know, we always give her a hard time for how little she is, but she's fit. She's, yeah. she's still extremely fit. And, uh, so of course, like I have to give my athletic, my genetically given athletic ability to her, but I still, I've had to really work at it. And you know, they say, you know, it's interesting. We think a lot about adult health, Uh but adult health starts when you're little. When you're little. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about that. Yeah. So you're, you're in your new New Jersey now. Uh, Yep. We're right outside of Rutgers. Now I have to say the reason Mm -hmm. we are in New Jersey is Mm -hmm. because my husband is in a second career in medicine. Mm. Not by choice. I'm sorry. Jersey's great, but not by choice. So tell me, tell, give, give the listeners a little bit of a background, like of, of just like who you are and what is it that you specialize in? Um, It's very unique. Well, 
obviously, um, I'm Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, and I'm a physician, and I practice this concept of medicine called muscle-centric medicine. And it really came through a failure, I think, in terms of what we're seeing in society. Mm -hmm. Everybody is focused on obesity, and at the end of the day, I believe that we're not over fat, we're under muscle. Mm. And that truly, if we really want to impact health and wellness, mm -hmm. we have to shift the paradigm of thinking and, and focus on what is actually going to move the needle, and that's ultimately skeletal muscle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and that's a portion of my practice. So a portion of my practice is really about optimization. And I take care of uh, a lot of people that we know, uh, CEOs and mavericks, really innovators, mm -hmm. people that are looking for extraordinary mm -hmm. health and wellness mm -hmm. or pushing themselves. A uh, portion of my practice is dedicated to special operations. Um, and that is through a few foundations and some active duty guys and a lot of guys that are transitioning out. Mm. And so is this, is this, has this been your career yes. since you became a doctor, a physician? Uh, great question. So I, yeah. So yeah. give me like a yeah. little bit of like how, like what, where did your passion come from for like, you know, wanting to go down this route? Cause it's very specific. It's very specific and it was very, it's very long. So it's about 17 years of education oh, wow. from the beginning. Um, it's interesting. So I actually started in nutritional sciences. I moved in with my godmother. Okay. And, uh, I graduated high school early and moved in with my godmother. And her name uh, is Elizabeth Lipsky. She's a PhD in nutritional sciences. And what was so well, interesting. What's her last name? Lipsky. Lipsky. That yeah. last name sounds so familiar. Yeah. She is a pioneer in terms of more root cause based nutrition mm -hmm. approaches. And so she's a PhD in nutritional sciences. I moved in with her when I was 17. So I oh graduated high school. Early. Yeah. Graduated high school early. And Seeing nutrition in action, you know, there's a lot of things that we can read in books, mm -hmm. but when you actually are immersed in seeing the impact something has on people's lives, it really changes you. And especially when you're young and impressionable. Mm -hmm. Then at that moment, I really realized that nutrition was incredible. Mm -hmm. She was healing. She was working with people with cancer and, and all kinds of things. So that changed the trajectory of everything for me. And I did my undergraduate in human nutrition. So did this start in high school? Right of, out of, of high school. Uh, well, but what, so like, I was like fit and yeah, okay, not, a, okay. not, not a great student. I was okay. a pretty average average student. Yeah. In in New York, is this where you were? You were uh, Chicago. You were, okay, right, that's right. You said you started out in Chicago. Yeah. So, Suburb of Chicago, yeah. So was there, was there just like a certain, like, like how did you, of course, like being fit and stuff, but I feel like to be in, the realm that you're in, I mean, you have to like really be infatuated with it you on do. like a nerd level. Oh, that so, is, that, you are, <laughs> but you weren't a great student. I wasn't. So I wanted like when, like at what point in just your adolescence and turning it, you know, from a girl to like yeah. a, a woman, like what was it? Did it have to do with your godmother and like seeing what she was doing? It did. And so she, yeah. I just became really obsessed with it. Yeah. Obsessed with nutrition. Curious, curious and then wanting to figure it out. And I always like to know the why. Uh, ask a lot of questions. I ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. And I probably could ask more, but I'm a big executor. So I decided that that's what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. Mm -hmm. And from studying nutrition, I was lucky enough to be mentored by one of the world leading protein experts. I mean, how serendipitous is that? Right. That I ended right. up in his how lab. Did you, how, how, did you, how did you meet your godmother? Um, well... Just you've always known yeah, her. She, so just, she, she was, was there when I was born. Okay. It's just so it's been like a long family, yeah. like a true godmother. And she just happened to be 
she was there the when pioneer. I was born. Yeah. Wow, and awesome. she just happened to have been a pioneer, yeah. which I think is unusual, again, to have these people that were placed in my life. Right. I don't know if you believe in serendipity, but it sure seems yeah. uh, unusual that that would happen. Uh-huh. And then having gone to um, human nutrition, vitamin, mineral metabolism as an undergrad, there was so much discourse that I had because, you know, part of it you hate. Yeah. It's not easy. I mean, chemistry, I don't, I don't care who, I mean. I never even got that far. I mean, that's brutal. I was like below average. <laughs> I was like but, lucky to like get through high school. I hate, I was, I did a couple years of college, tried because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I just like. But isn't that hard. interesting? Your aptitude was yeah. towards something else. It was, yeah. And, and I didn't know it, but it just, you know, it kind of, it just, it just happened. So there's all ways in which our brains work and the capacity for functioning mm-hmm. is, you know, there's all different kinds of ways in which we can excel. So t- talk to me a little bit about the muscle-centric yeah. uh, stuff that you do. And and I kind of want to get into, um, so how does your practice work? Is it telehealth? Is so it, it was or is actually it in all in person. Okay. Um, I had a, there was two clinics. I had a clinic on Fifth Avenue in New York City, which is a very big production across wow. from Central Park. I can't imagine what your rent must look like there. Um, <laughs> the rent, if I told you it was- I'd probably fall out of my chair. You'd fall out of I'd your probably chair. fall off this top floor and just- Outrageous. Like, yeah, I can imagine. It was outrageous. <laughs> and yeah, that is a huge operation. Then I moved the practice smaller to downtown. Okay. You know, the, the charging bull. Mm. Everyone knows the charging bull. Okay, it's the, I big, the big bull of Wall Street. The, okay, it's a huge statue. I'll send you a picture. I feel, I grow. I live yeah. like under a rock, so. <laughs> and I, mean, I, I am gonna. Look, I will look it up though, or you'll have to send me a picture. It, it's cool. Okay, very historic. Um, so you moved? Yeah, I moved the practice, and COVID hit. Mm. Was there for a little while, seeing patients in person. It was awesome. COVID hit. New York went crazy. And then I moved everything around. And then you're like, peace out, New York. Peace out. We, we went to San border. Diego. Okay. So we love San Diego. Shane trained in Coronado. And mm-hmm. although he's an East Coast guy, mm-hmm. um, moved there, did a, started doing everything remote. And to this day, it is now remote. Do you like that better? No, I don't actually. Yeah. It's like the human connection piece. I love that. Yeah. yeah that That is kind of missing. But I mean, we have we have gotten you know, we've came so far in our ability to learn how to connect with people, yeah. maybe when they're not in person, but to have, just to be fully present in the moment, yeah. um, whether it's like through like a telehealth or like online or in person. Um, so let's talk about the muscle centric yeah. stuff a little bit. I want, I want to hear about that. I'm just going to kind of let, let you roll yeah. with it. And I, I don't know anything about honestly, like what it is that you do or like your specialty. Yep. So I want to hear, I want to hear about okay. it. Okay. Well, the muscle-centric medicine really came in two parts. It came, number one, from the training. It came from seeing a expert, a world-leading expert, his name is Donald Lehman, be very focused on muscle. I was always into fitness. I, you know, I, I did, I'm embarrassed to say this. I would say, please don't tell anyone, but- Now here we are. Yeah, here, and here we are. I did fitness and figure. Mm-hmm. So oh, that, yeah. Why are you embarrassed to say that? <laughs> I mean- I thought you were going to say that you like used to dance in Vegas and that you were like, you know. <laughs> uh, no, but, that, you know, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I was just very fixated on the physicality, which obviously, if you're not obsessed with muscle, when it comes- from, you know, in that realm, then right. 
you're not going to do very well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I became very interested in that uh, from a health standpoint. And, and this was before I was actually interested in medicine. And there was a moment where um, you are from the Midwest, you know, there's lots of tornadoes. Mm -hmm. And there was a tornado drill because there was an actual tornado and we had to all go to fallout shelters. Mm. And this was in the this middle in of Chicago? class. No, this, this was at the University of Illinois in oh. Champaign-Urbana. And I remember sitting there thinking, I am completely useless mm. in this situation. I literally- How, how old were you? I was, how, how old are you in? Um, like 20? Yeah, maybe 20. Yeah. And just thinking to myself, in an emergency situation, mm -hmm. I absolutely cannot provide a meaningful skill. Mm. And it was at that moment, I'm like, nutrition is great, but what am I going to say? Here you are, you cut your leg open, have an apple. Right. <laughs> I was like, have an apple with that. Yeah. Here you go. How are you feeling? Yeah. You know, how are you really have feeling? Have an apple. Right. So at that moment, I decided I was going to go into medicine. Mm. And it was really out of this- In the middle of a tornado drill. Yeah. You're like, medicine's where it's at. I was like, That's wild. this is- I, I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And I was always pretty interested in the sciences. Mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. say if I were to excel at two things, it was reading and science. Um, and I decided, man, that was it. The next day I went to the, you know, the, you remember the, oh, well, there's the guidance counselor. I'm sure mm -hmm. you met with them when you were in. Uh -huh. um, yeah. yeah. Um, and I said, I got to change this. Mm -hmm. And I started a very long, painful journey of, figuring out how to get into medical school, going to medical school with this concept of really fitness and nutrition, which is where my heart was at. Then I went through medical school, did two years of psychiatry. Wow. At University of Louisville. Okay. Um, I thought, and the reason I did that, this was a bit naive of me, is because I was very interested in the mind frame and the mental capacity, really interested in the way in which individuals process. Like in regards? Performance. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. And I don't know if it was just general or if it was- It was about performance. Okay. It was about performance. It was really about optimizing the human spirit. Mm -hmm. I was always interested in that. I love always that. interested in what makes some people incredibly resilient versus others. Optimizing the human spirit. Yeah. You know who I- I can hear say that. It's a common friend that we have. Saxony. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's a beautiful, beautiful she's amazing. Human. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so it really, I was so interested in the way that the mind worked and I decided, okay, well, psychiatry is going to teach me that. I was totally wrong. Psychiatry was um, a very eye-opening experience. It was very pathology. Mm based. So really diseases of the brain. And of course I chose, you know, I, I don't have, I have a tendency to go big or go home. Yeah. So University of Louisville, the reason I chose that is they had the most extreme cases. It's crazy. Where does this drive come from? Uh, like, where does this I like, born. I was born with it. Huh. How are you, how are you growing up with like, you know, did you get mad? Like when you didn't win? Did of you course. Get if you're not first, you're last, right? Yeah. Okay. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I can see how you would have that mindset though early on where you just, you wanted to go after like the biggest, the hardest. And yeah. If I felt that it was easy, I felt like I was cheating myself. Uh -huh. And actually the most recent experience I had with that was childbirth. Yeah. You know. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, I had, uh, I have two very little children and I had them back to back. 
Um, so we got pregnant at 10 months after my first. Oh my um, How old are your show? kiddos? Two and a half. Okay. And 13 months. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I didn't know that you had kids. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, the first birth, it was uh, natural. Both births were natural. I was induced. It was a really painful, long process. And the second one, um, I almost felt because I knew what to expect that I was cheating myself because it was, there was a component. It wasn't of, so, it wasn't as hard. It wasn't as hard. Because you already knew what to yeah. expect. That, that was just my most recent experience of um, perhaps if it isn't painful. And again, maybe I need to rethink that. But if it's not incredibly challenging, is it, is it worth it? Very so, interesting. Yeah. So anyway, this whole psychiatry thing, that was a really bad move. But it really taught me a lot about the way in which humans process, which has served me now in my career uh, exponentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So after I decided that wasn't for me, I thought, okay, well, what is going to give me the broadest knowledge base that I can take for a base and then go and do something else? So I did family medicine for three years in New York. And then I did a postdoc, uh, which is then additional training at, at um, WashU in St. Louis in nutritional sciences, obesity medicine, and geriatrics. Oh, that's a whole mixture. But of- it's not. So people feel that it is yeah. a mix. It's okay. actually not. It's the same. Well, there's an interface. Okay. Explain that. Okay. So I started with nutritional sciences, did you know medical school, which was very not, not my forte. I really hated mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm probably tried to quit twice. <laughs> okay. There was a, a moment in time, and I will say, where I'm like, I am not doing yeah. this. This is a very sick-based model. But then, again, you have to build the foundation. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't know what goes wrong, you're never going to know what goes right. So after um, psychiatry, and then I did family medicine, this postdoc, which was combined clinical research and medical fellowship, really took the interface of nutritional sciences, body composition, and aging as an interface. Hmm. And while it sounds different, it's not. So the diseases of aging actually all start in your 30s. Oh, gosh. Alzheimer's. Gosh. Cardiovascular disease. So, okay. All right, because I'm... 38. I actually forgot. Congratulations. Yes. I, I, well, I actually forgot. Actually, la- all of last year, so my birthday's in February. So leading up to this last February, I actually went a whole year, maybe two years, thinking that I was 38. And so whenever I got there and I had to actually do the math of like, oh, it's my birthday. How old are you? I'm like, you know what? I actually, I think that I'm now I'm 39. And I was like low-key freaking out because, I, you know, I was like, I'm either turning 40 or I'm turning 39. And then it was like whenever I found out I was turning 38, I was like, hot damn. Like I'm, you know, but still like it's, you know, I, that that's crazy. Like my mom, um, you know, she, she's got to be, she was born in 54, um, Dude, she still is like a competitive mountain bike racer. It's incredible. I mean, and she she's super the, little. She like is you. the example yeah. of what is possible. Yeah. I mean, she looks great. She, she looks is great. The, Even like that her is, skin I mean, looks that's great. Incredible. And, you know, it, it's really interesting. Um, that is the example. But, you know. So, at, so how does that start? I think I kind of want to like kind of roll off of this topic a little bit. 
because I'm in my thirties too. But what, so what are some things that you have found for, for women? You say that it starts in your thirties, which it's I don't, don't want to hear that. <laughs> I was hoping it would start like in, you know, in your fifties. Um, so yeah. Can you talk about that yeah. a little bit and, and how all, can people, yes, you are doing it right. It actually is all about muscle. Mm. Muscle, while we think about it from the fitness perspective, mm -hmm. is looking great, being strong, having power, mm -hmm. being able to generate force. But it's actually an endocrine organ. It's a, it's a what? An endocrine organ. When you, you know, like your thyroid, uh -huh. muscle is a similar type of organ. Ah, okay. And this is not discussed. When you contract your skeletal muscle it secretes proteins, it secretes myokines that affect your mood, that affect your bone, that affect every part of your body. So are you suggesting we should just all walk around flexing all the time? I mean, you could. <laughs> That's a good thing though, right? I mean, if, listen, if you're in your 20s and are, you walk are, in front of a mirror, but yeah. Yes. Are you talking about the same thing as like, like flexing, contracting your muscle, or is it training. when like weight-bearing exercises when you're training? It's a great question. Um, arguably it would be both, but where the real stimulus comes is resistance training. Mm -hmm. The weight-bearing training, the bands, weight -bearing whatever. Training. Yeah. And if we rethink our current medical system, everything is focused on um, reactionary behaviors. So, oh, well, I'm going to give you this medication. You have high blood pressure. You have Alzheimer's now. We're going to do this. Um, you are struggling with obesity. We're going to do this. But if we can shift the conversation... And we can understand that skeletal muscle is an organ system. It's actually an endocrine organ system. It interfaces with your immune system. It helps regulate inflammation in general. Mm. It does so much more. And actually that, it's the organ of longevity. It is the focal point. It is the pinnacle of health. Above and beyond bodybuilding, above and beyond the activity that you generate, right? So... Right now, we look at and identify muscle with um, strength endpoints. But there's a whole other side to what it does and how it impacts health and wellness for longevity. Mm. And that, at the root, is what muscle-centric medicine is. So you ask me, what do I do? Everything and anything to optimize that tissue, mm. whether it is hormones, whether it is identifying anything with your thyroid, whether it is thinking about ways and looking at markers to optimize health and wellness, or if you're an athlete, being able to deal with those battle rhythms, knowing that you are training for an event. We know that there's going to be cycles. So at the root, that's what muscle-centric medicine is. It's about taking the ordinary and moving it to extraordinary. Mm. I love that. What, give me an example of a, um, like a patient that you've had. Um, I just kind of want to know like the process. So like with a patient or if I came to you and if I'm like, Hey, um, Dr. Lyon, I'm 38 years old. I want to compete. Like, like how does it, how do you come into play? Like for people's life, people yep. reach out to you because typically referral. Okay. Right? So we have a very tight vetting process. Mm. Um, Two ways to come into my practice. Number one, so if Saxony was like, hey, you got to see Ashley. I'd be like, all right, let's, let's get her going. Mm -hmm. um, direct referral is typically the best way. Or they can apply. Mm -hmm. 
And ultimately, the people that are coming have very specific goals. So, for example, you, or like, you know, do you know Bedros Koulian? He's great. Oh, I should. love Bedros. Again. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like in, in, in our space. Um, so Bedros I'm sure if you it. showed me a picture, yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's an example of, it's not that he has a specific endpoint goal, but he is a CEO that says, listen, I need to be. Oh, yeah. I know who that yeah, is. I need to be firing on. Wait, all. say his last name. Koulian. Koulian. Yeah. And his first name? Bedros. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. know exactly who that is. So we don't work on one specific goal. Mm-hmm. Our goal is how do we keep him firing all time at all times on all cylinders. So this isn't just like I come in, I'm like, hey, Dr. Lyon, see me. I come in as a patient and then I'm gone. Is this something no. like where it's like a journey? Like you walk with me? Yeah. Like for- It's whatever is- you need. So oh. for example, if you're like, hey, gee- I've got these kinds of events coming up. I said, okay, so let's uh, let's get a baseline of your hormones. You know, I've never I've never gotten a, a full panel. Of, what I'm yeah. doing it for you. Dude, I, I don't even know if I have like the COVID, like whatever. Okay, I am doing it for you. Yeah. It is my pleasure. Oh, and we are gonna go. Really? It. I would yes. really love to know. We're I've never checked my. I know, dude. How's even that? as an athlete, no. I every no. time, no. like I've been. I, there was one time I think I did. Um, what event was I getting ready for? Wait, how is that possible? I don't know. No. I've never done it. No. So, back to and you. I, and I've always wanted to know. Okay. I mean, like, I mean, all of it. Like, <laughs> like, you know, there's, like, I'm 38, right? So, it's like, uh, like, there's so much stuff. I know. I have no, no. idea what. So I don't here, even know, so like, what my hormone levels are. Here's what I don't even know. Do. What, what else do you test? So we're allergies? Gonna do, I don't know. <laughs> like, what is it? No, not testing your allergies. <laughs> okay. We are going to do, so, uh, so we're going to do some really interesting stuff for you. Okay. So we're going to do a full blood panel. Okay. We're going to do um, all your hormones. Mm-hmm. We're also going to do your iron levels because you're an athlete. So mm-hmm. we want to see kind of where you are with that. I think that. at one time somebody told me I was anemic. Okay. But again, I don't know. Well, it's interesting because here is what you are going to find, what I see there's a certain flavor of my patient, which you know many of them and also fit right into that. They have a mental capacity to drive above and beyond regardless of their physical feelings. So they're basically psycho, like me. All of them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much all of them. Good. Glad we have that yeah, in common. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, uh, yeah, it works out great. Um, so, so have you, so with all these patients then that you've had, like, yeah. is there, is there a common denominator yeah. to that? What is it? Oh, yeah. Or is there a lot, like, can you identify yeah, one? they have a signature. What is that? They have um, almost an archetype kind of pattern to them. They are all driven by and tolerate stress in a way that they can modulate their emotions. Does that make sense? So, for example, some people shy away from stress. Mm -hmm. My patients tend to go right towards it. Dude, that's me to a T. Like if things aren't like crazy and chaotic, they, then I'm like, what? Well, I'm so bored. They, <laughs> like, you know? So they, they drive. They have a drive. Interesting. They are also very on top of any narrative, a mental narrative. They're very good at compartmentalizing. They have a capacity of being able to get the job done regardless of what is happening. Mm. They're also very aware of their weaknesses. And that is something different that I see with that subset of patients, mm-hmm. different than what I see with other individuals. Mm. Very interesting. Yeah. They, 
are aware of their strengths mm -hmm. and that's almost secondary. Mm -hmm. But they are very aware of their predictable human nature. It's weird because I like, okay, 38, you know, I've, I've had a lot of great Look like, like you're 28. Oh, stop. True. So do you. True. <laughs> um, I, like, I, it's weird for me to say this, but it's like, I still feel like I have not tapped into my full potential. Even as weird as it sounds, even though I know like that I'm, you know, 38, like the, I guess some people would say that's like kind of beyond like the curve. I have but never, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Even, even like my mental ability to like go like, and I know that I have a really, I have strong fortitude. Like I know that about myself. Um, and even, I mean, in all aspects, like even business and like my physical goals that I have, it's weird. Cause I, even though I have like some people are like, Ashley, you've accomplished so much, but it's weird because I just don't have the right resources. Like I've never had, I've always wondered, like, mm, I wonder what it'd be like if I actually had a trainer, like, and like somebody else trained me. Cause I've always trained myself. But like, how it would be if I gave somebody else the reins, like how it would be if, so if I had somebody else, or like to at least collaborate with. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you do the so you do a blood panel for somebody. Like let's say we there's like an extreme stuff. athlete that's oh. listening to this, right? And so for the extreme athletes, so I have um we'll just say it's Ashley Horner. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Amazing. So we do, and you know, it's interesting. Uh, depending on where you go, you might have 21 blood vials. So it's a lot. It's okay. an extensive panel. Okay. There's also other tests that individuals can do, like an organic acid test. And again, these are- What a, is that? Uh, it's a bit more fringe, and it looks at different pathways, metabolic pathways, to see what you actually need, how your body is adjusting and utilizing and detoxing. and Like nutrients or- We look like, at nutrients, too. Wow. We look at, all, yes, all of it. Nutrients, vitamins, um, metabolic pathways. Mm. And again, I just want to go on record of saying- some tests are highly validated, right? The blood tests that we look at. And then some tests are a bit more fringe in terms of um, nutrient testing, organic acid testing, those kinds of things, or uh, neurotransmitter type testing. And that would be urinary neurotransmitter type testing, depending on what it is. Another test I would do for you is a sleep apnea test. Every single one of my athletes, every single one of my military operators have some form of sleep apnea. And it's because of the neck musculature. I mean, the, the military guys are a bit different because of, you know, whether it's blast exposure or, or things of that nature. But that's something that every athlete should do. So you, you would get my blood panel. And then do you see, like, how do you, what do you do? What's the next step? We go through it. Okay. You, how it normally works is, is I'm going to warn you and say, hey, if we do it this way, you're going to get 21 vials of blood. Go well hydrated. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're going to start. We're going to knock it out. And well, then I, th I think since I've never done it my whole life, we might as well, like, pull all the blood, you <laughs> know. Like, like, let's. <laughs> we're going to do all that shit. Yeah, all of it. Uh, yeah, we're going to do all that shit. And, um, you know, we do other stuff, too. So we'll get the results. We'll go through everything. And we'll see where we can improve. Mm -hmm. There is always something to improve upon. Mm -hmm. And there's... You know, it's interesting because the blood that we look at now, the ranges are really with the average person. Mm -hmm. So the, you're not average. No, well, I right. mean. No, you're not. Like, that's just how that goes. So the ranges can be huge. Yeah. And you begin to supplement. You begin to optimize. Yeah. I've always thought that was so interesting. Again, like, this kind of comes back to, like, those of you who are wanting to get better, 
If you don't, I mean, and I, I'm preaching to myself because obviously I've never gotten a blood I cannot, panel. I'm I know. On it, I just, I, this is, I cannot even believe yeah, this. I, I think it's, and I've never talked about this with anybody, but I think people would be surprised by, and of course, like I eat well, you know, I train hard. I go through lulls though. I go through lulls where I'm not eating to fuel my body because I'm just so busy at running five different businesses. I go through lulls where my training is definitely not on point, especially if I don't have anything to train for. It kind of comes back to like, if it's not something that I really think that's going to be hard and it's going to make me yeah, suffer it. and it's going to make me like, you know, cringe at times. And like, I don't, I'm not interested in it. Yeah. Um, and I've never, I've always wondered what it would be like if I truly knew, like, even like what foods I performed best on, like where, like, you know, I don't know, like what are different, like there's so many different things, I guess that you measure. And how you're managing your blood sugar. Yeah. Throw a continuous glucose monitor on you. Yeah, I know. I've never done that. That's let's so see, interesting. Let's see what's going on. I with think your people training. would be really surprised though by, but that's why I'm like, I'm saying everybody can, it can improve. It doesn't, even the, even somebody who's like, oh, I have it down. Like, honestly, everybody, everybody can always get better. I, I have Olympic athletes in my practice, mm. gold medal mm. Olympic athletes. Mm. You have to understand that there's a certain type of individual that has so much fortitude. Mm -hmm that they don't even acknowledge where they may be tired, where they may have gut issues, where they may have any number of things mm -hmm. because it's not something that they put energy towards. And then, you know, you can only escape that for so long, mm -hmm. but their mental fortitude is so strong. But eventually, it has to be addressed. I, I, I want to talk about the special forces community yeah. that you work with. Um, can you talk about that and yeah, how, because to. I know, I think a lot of people, especially now are starting to transition yeah. either out of the military or even out of like SRT, out of just being, you know, in the, in the teams, um, any sort of like special reconnaissance. Uh, can you talk about just like the transition or even like, like working with guys yes. that are like, who is this good for on that aspect, which every, is really interesting. Every Everybody. And what do you see? What do you see that's like really um, like in, in the special forces community? Is is there a big need for that with your practice? So special operations is a really is really interesting. So the guys that are in and the guys that are in some of the other groups like Dev Group, they have um, a physician who's actually a very good friend of mine, and they're very on top of it. Mm -hmm. The rest of the teams, it's not the same. So they have some resources, typically they'll be, you know, they do get really great treatment. Mm -hmm. um, but it's depends on which team you're at, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, who is coming in. Typically the physical training is really on point, but the medical care, again, medical care in general is very archaic. They're, it's not necessarily geared towards optimization. Um, so... If you are not in a few of those teams, then when you transition, there's a lot of things. And actually, I was just on a, a call with uh, Brian Stepanako, who actually is active duty. He's a military physician. And there's a lot of things that happen while an individual is in service that if treated and prevented and addressed, I'll give you an example will then secondarily help them exponentially as they transition out. 
Number one, head injuries are huge and you don't have to have been rolled over in a vehicle. This is multiple jumps. This is, you know, being in the kill house, being in the schoolhouse, going through training, right? With multiple weapons, there's, a, there's backlash that happens. Um, brain, subtle brain injuries are huge. And then over time, it just kind of It compounds compiles, yeah. over time. And what ultimately ends up happening is if it doesn't become addressed, you have hormonal issues, right? So if there's enough damage to the pituitary, you're not going to be making testosterone. You well, I know have- like the test levels are huge, huge. which is like, a, this, is, this is a huge conversation and just, you know, debate because a lot of people have this misconception that especially guys in the teams, guys doing any sort of special forces, um, that they have like this high test, but because of their sleep is shit, their training's crazy. They, you know, to, you know, get a lot of exposure. So heavy metals, Mm -hmm. lead, heavy metals, even that's the the smoke, you know, when they do their training, Mm -hmm. uh, the CS smoke, Mm -hmm. all of this inhalants, these are all issues. Mm -hmm. There are very high cancer rates. With within the teams, within special operations, mm-hmm. that is just really not discussed. The other thing that we see a lot of that I do so much of is a lot of infectious disease. I have had so many guys when they're coming back from Afghanistan or they're coming back from overseas have a lot of GI issues. And you'll see it in a platoon. You'll see it, one guy will have it and the other guy will have similar symptoms. And stateside, we don't have great ways of testing. So we end up, I end up sending things overseas mm, to be tested. Wow, really? Yep. Or use an infectious disease. Um, I use an infectious disease doctor in Africa. No way. And he comes to the U.S. and does, he does I mean, it old I, school. I would just think like if, if there's GI we're sending, problems. We're sending you, we're sending off a kid for you and your husband. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, that would be very interesting because I know. You are not going to find it interesting. You're going to be sitting there and be like, I cannot believe I am having to put my shit in a box. Yeah, are we gonna send it off to? You're gonna send a blood and stool, and it's, <laughs> oh, a stool. You're gonna you see to, like shit in a box. <laughs> <laughs> totally, you're gonna have to do both. Okay, I um, I have seen more things come back that I, I you couldn't even imagine. Wow, schistomoniasis, all things that don't even know what that is. You don't even want to know. <laughs> you do not want to know. Um, worms, tons of worms. Wow. Tons and people don't of, even know. They have no idea. And it's just living inside of them. And it, it, it creates a, a heavy load of infection mm. over mm. time. And I treat a lot of, so number one, we have to think about head injuries. Mm-hmm. Also a lot of toxic exposures, a lot of hormonal imbalances that happen. Um, you know, I would say stress. However, I do believe that some of these guys are designed to operate under stress. Um, they just are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for them, a, no, a normal human would say, oh my God, this is so stressful. Yeah, but for it's them, so stressful for them. They're like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my element. <laughs> I mean, yeah, totally. Bullets flying by my head. I love it. Keep so, them coming. <laughs> so that probably happened. My husband called me um, and I was in clinic one day. And I'm like, why are you calling me in the middle of the day? He's like, honey, there's an active shooter on base. I'm like, was he excited? He was so excited. He's like, I'm, like, I'm going to go find him. He's like, I am the only one who knows. He's going to be so embarrassed. I'm telling you story. He's like, I'm the, no, nah, he probably wouldn't be. I'm the only one who knows what to do in this situation. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I'm like, he's like, I'll call you back. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to work, babe. I'll be back. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so then uh, really parasitology and bloodborne infections are huge. Lyme disease, huge. 
and it's not something that's so prevalent. And then also, so you've got the medical aspect and arguably special operations are not guys that are going to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling great. Right. And be like, I got it. I'm fine. I'm good. And, oh, yeah. That's uh, normal. But, yeah. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Um, those things are yet to be addressed. In part, they are sometimes active duty, but definitely transitioning out, they're not. And then their care is in, at the VA. Right. Well, yeah, which is. Which we, right, is a huge problem. So if there's any team guys listening, any special operations, they are always welcome into the practice. And we work with um, SEAL Future Foundation, Hunter 7, Yeah, Task so Force I was going to ask you, yeah. does, does uh, insurance cover this, like with TRICARE? Because I know that's a big I military. I have resources within these foundations to get all of their care wow, covered. Wow, that's awesome. Yes. That's I have awesome. donated a lot of time to these mm. guys. I mean, it's personal for me. Yeah. You know, my husband was on Team uh-huh. 10 for 10 years. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, you see what they go through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this would be great, too, for anybody who, who is transitioning out, right, yeah. to get all of that taken care of. You have to. to. Know. Yeah. It is essential because mm-hmm. it will come up. Mm-hmm. And the, nobody the gets It 100% will come up. Yeah. And another thing for guys' nervous systems, they're doing a lot of stellate ganglion blocks mm-hmm. to help regulate that sympathetic drive. Um, you know, because a lot of the guys are very on edge and, and just amped up in certain situations, you know. I love that. So whenever we can just keep using me as an example. Um, <laughs> my, my newest patient. <laughs> yeah, your newest patient. So whenever you get the results back, let's just say they're all helter skelter. Um, you know, we can make up stuff or whatever. Yeah. All of this is out of whack. How do you, how do you and like your team, how do you yep. go, how do, what are the steps to reform that? Is it supplementation? Is it being like, okay, like you're jacked up on oats, like take your oats out or it's like, okay, this yeah, hormone yeah. is super low. We're going to, how, like, what is, how do you. So we usually rebuild? go for the linchpin. Okay. The linchpin is what is going to give you the biggest effect mm. that is going to be the easiest point of entry. Mm. Patient, when you think about it, if you are not taking a bunch of stuff, there's no way you're going to go into a, here's 10 things that you're going to do. Girl, I still struggle taking my multivitamins See? every day. Thank get, goodness get First Form has those packs. <laughs> get it together. I right? mean, you think they can't make it any easier. So how funny like, is this? I am talking to the Ashley yeah. Horner and, and... Yeah, you've seen all these things. But this is how every single elite athlete, mm-hmm. elite operator functions. That's interesting. Every, I just, yeah, I feel every, like I just right. kind of like... You know. Every single one of them except Don Saladino. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> every single one except one person. Um... So I'm going to find what we can improve upon that is that you are going to take and go, oh my God, I trust Gabrielle. I feel, I cannot believe how much better I feel. Mm. And we mm. go right for the heartbeat. Mm. Okay. And I tend to be, as a physician, I'm, I'm more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that though. Yeah. I'm not going to say, okay, well, you know, your testosterone is really low. I'm going to give you something that's going to improve it. I'm going to say, you know what? We're going right. This is, <laughs> we're going mm-hmm. right in. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that I would push an individual to super physiological numbers, but I'm going for mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. I'm coming for you. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like all that's super interesting because I've never, I've never, I've never taken anything. I've never, thank like, God I've we're never not, had, thank God we are not on camera because yeah. people would see my face. Yeah. Looking she's like, she's like in shock, <laughs> but it's just like, I guess, you know, I mean, my, my, this is, this is definitely not an excuse, but, um, I don't know. It kind of comes back to like taking my multivitamins I'm just, I'm so, again, in my mind, I'm just so thinking about like what's going on today. And like, you know, it's not, 
I mean, if they're there, I'll take them. But um, I just feel like my mind just, I don't know. But you are not not alone, and this is very common, Mm -hmm. so we plan for it. Mm -hmm. My job as a physician is not just to diagnose Mm -hmm. or see patterns of illness. It's ultimately to see patterns of people. And if you become really good at seeing the patterns of people, you leverage that. I know exactly what you're going to need, how we're going to do it. I'm not even going to bother and be like, Ashley, hey, this is coming in the mail to you. Mm-hmm. You're going to take this. Right. It's like I it's just a- need somebody to tell me what to do and be like, okay, got But it's got to be easy. Yeah. But that's it's it. It's got to be easy. Yeah. Right? I mean, the patients, the people I take care of are mm-hmm. really big. I mean, can you imagine getting a team guy to, to I don't know. Do anything. Right. I know. Stretch out. (laughs) Yeah. So let's work on your mobility. What's that? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So being able to leverage a thing that where you begin to start to feel so much better, then we slowly increase it. And then your recovery time gets better. And then your output gets better. And then your body composition gets better. And you don't even, you didn't even do anything. What's the biggest thing that you see in middle-aged women? Hormones. Mm, at 30? No. Scary, a little bit older, younger? What? I got to know. <laughs> yeah, like, but here, I'm but, trying to but, figure but, out how fucked but, up I am, basically. <laughs> but it's not about age. It's about how you're living, uh, right? Uh, right. You have to say, so are you the average 38-year-old? Absolutely not. It's oh. true. It's absolutely not true. However, you've been a hard charger uh-huh. your whole life. Yeah. The things that I expect to see for you, likely. Broken. Broken. How- <laughs> busted. Yeah. You're probably you're probably going to have some elevated inflammatory markers, uh, right? Depending on where your training is, you are definitely going to have some gut stuff. Not necessarily because of you, but because your husband. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's just how that goes. Um, typically, the guys go on deployment, come back. Sharing is caring, mm. as my daughter always says. Mm. So you usually get whatever gut bugs they have. Mm. So we address that. Improve your absorption any kind of issue that you didn't know you had? I'm excited. I'm like truly excited. I've always wanted to know this, but like, I didn't know, I didn't really know again. Like, I'm just like, I didn't really know. Like, how do I even get like this information and stuff? You know, I don't know. Um, so if, if somebody's listening to this, do you think that you're going to share your results? Yeah. I literally don't care about any of that stuff. Like, I'm such an open book. Really? Yeah. I mean, unless it's something, like, really weird. If I have, like, something, like, super, like, uh, we got to send you off, Ashley. Not just your stool sample, but you need to go somewhere. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to do that. I would love to share with the listeners, like, what, it, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty much an open book. Um, and then I would love Have to, you always I, been that way? Yeah. I, I just, um, yeah. I'm pretty open once mm. I know somebody and like once I feel comfortable around somebody mm. and then, you know, I love to talk business. I love, mm. I'm just, yeah, I'm pretty open about stuff. So, I mean, would you, <laughs> she's smiling like so big. I feel like she knows what's to come and she's like, oh, this I, is no, going to be fun. I think it's, I, uh, I, I usually have Gabrielle's a pretty- excited right now. <laughs> she's like, oh, this is going to be my, <laughs> you know, it's, I have to say, um, it's really a privilege to be able to care for people. Yeah. And well, you, you're passionate about it, which is super cool. And, and yeah. I, I feel like you're, you, you have such a, a niche market, but it's yeah. so needed yeah. um, right now. Yeah. Um, so if somebody's listening to this and they're like, I, like, I want to see yeah. Dr. Dr. Lyon. Yep. Um, how, do they go to your website? Yeah, they can go to my website. Okay. 
Um, I do. I provide a ton of free information. I actually am launching a podcast. What? Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So I just, I just was, I have a whole new studio set up. I'm nice. very excited. I have a YouTube where I, I put out a ton of free education. And actually I was talking about my mentor before he's older, which he'll never hear this podcast. He's kind of a, a dinosaur, in, yeah. in the, but he's 70 something mid seventies. And, um, you know, he's getting up there and I want to really, sorry, Don. And I really want to share. In case you're, in case you're actually <laughs> listening to this. Which you won't be. <laughs> you know, he's an academic. He's written multiple papers, mm. made some major scientific discoveries. Is this the protein guy yeah. that you're talking about? Who is it? Doc, Dr. Donald Lehman. Yes. I mean, he is like, yep. you know how, um, well, you might not, and this is really somewhat nerdy, but just go with it. Mm-hmm. You've heard about amino acids. Mm-hmm. You've heard about the amino acid leucine. Sometimes we hear that there's a meal threshold that you need, so you need a certain amount of leucine per meal to stimulate muscle. Did you know that? I did not. Okay. Well, anyway, this was his contribution to science, to understand that actually a, a meal threshold of protein above or below that number, below that number of, say, 30 grams, has very minimal impact on muscle. So now is that across the board everybody or is it when is you're it younger, different? It, now okay. this is when we're getting more mature in our yeah. age. Okay. 38 guys were starting to <laughs> but mature. This is a, but this was a huge scientific discovery. Yeah. And he's also been around to see the history of the nutrition science. Mm-hmm. And I want to share that with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so is he going to be your co-host? Is no, this what we're gonna, no. Oh. I mean, so, so that, that's what's up there now. Okay. The, very cool. Yeah. Okay. So they, but the other podcast, the Dr. Gabrielle Lyon show, so cheesy that I have to say that. But listen, it's the only way people are going to yeah. find it. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is uh, launching. That's So when, are, when is your podcast launch? So Am I going to be a guest? Yeah. I really think that we should do this. I'll go get my samples sent out. I'm going to have, some, then, no, no. I know better. Okay. I'm going to have someone come to you oh, to draw your blood. Listen, this is not my first rodeo. Wow. They're going to come to American Brew. Yes. I, that's what I need. I know. <laughs> How did you know that? Do you think you here's here's what's gonna happen? Where's your where's your where's your schedule? Where's right em, there. Where's Emily Frisella's? Plan I know I have Emily Frisella's yeah. paper and plan stuff. So everywhere. here's what it's gonna be. Um, Ashley, did you get your blood work? Oh God, look at my schedule. I don't have time for this. No, I have to go fasted in the morning. No, yes. definitely not. See, so here, okay, if if I'm being completely transparent, uh, there, okay, if yeah. I'm being completely, probably like six months ago, there was a doctor. Um, that put in a blood panel for me to go exactly. get a draw. And I haven't done it. One, because I'd have to fast. And two, I just literally just don't have time to go to LabCorp and I, get my blood drawn. Don't you think I So, this is but my, if I knew, if I had the accountability, like, Ashley, no. you're going to be on my podcast. Like, you have to go no. get it. I'd be like, okay. No, this is my wheelhouse. I will have you it actually, scheduled okay. for you. I'm impressed. They will come to your house, okay. answer the frigging door. I will. Put out your arm. I'll put my dogs up. And yes, please. And don't pass out. <laughs> I won't. That's all I don't you pass ha- out that, easy. Okay. That's all you have to do. So do I have to poop for them too? Um, or is that going to be a second? That is going to take me two months on your ass to get you to do that. <laughs> but the blood drop, I can get done. No, okay. I, I know exactly how this goes. So I'll schedule someone to come here when uh-huh. you are working. Mm-hmm. You can be on a call. They'll do it. They'll take it. They'll leave. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, yeah, what were we even talking about before that? <laughs> we were talking about the fact oh, that your you podcast. are, yeah, so my podcast. So I'm very excited about this podcast. Um, the whole goal of the podcast is I think, it, I believe that we can have a healthy world mm-hmm. and we don't right now. And one of the reasons we don't is I don't think that we have enough transparent conversations. Mm. This podcast is dedicated to transparent conversations, to education, 
and really learning in two domains, which arguably encompass everything, the physical domain of medicine, but also the mental domain. Mm. And I'm going to bring in people that I think are phenomenal in their field. And we're going to have some down and dirty conversations. I love that. That's what's happening. Where, where are people going to be able to, when does it launch? And like, where well, can people... it's up now on Apple. Oh, it is. Okay. Because you have just the, the I, guy. I have a little trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I was just testing it out. But, you know, actually, I have no idea how to work any of my equipment. It is a video and audio. I literally have to have someone come over. I do. And, I mean, it's this and, whole thing. It's yeah. this whole production. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm like, uh, this like, this is too much for me. Can I just, Somebody like, just turn can on. you, can we just hit record and a hundred percent? Yeah. So it's a, so it's a little bit of a disaster, but I'm, I'm getting that all worked out. Um, so I'm very excited about that. And so, yes, so the podcast, people can find it now. My website, which is going to, it's going through a whole rebrand. Very excited about that. Um, I have a great newsletter. Again, this is all free content. And uh, let's see, is there anything else? Um, what, what is your website? Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. Nice. I love it. And your um, podcast is Dr. Ga- Dr. Yeah. Gabrielle Lyon yeah. too. Yeah. Keep it all um, the same. I think that's important. I think that's great for branding too because it's it's going to be really easy to find you. Yep. And then Instagram, super uh-huh. active on Instagram. And I have a book coming out, but it's another year. Uh-huh. And it's with Simon & Schuster, which is really exciting. And it's going to talk about this muscle-centric medicine philosophy and really about longevity. I love that. And people always think about longevity in terms of living longer. And I only use the term longevity because it's it's not about the length of time, mm-hmm. but it's about how we live while we're here. And to me, it's really about strength, uh, physical strength, truly. And I think that as a society, we've become very soft. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have. And uh, it's going to address all of those. What has been the pinnacle of your career so far? What is something that, like, if you had to write, like, I, like I, a brag here. book? Okay, I, I got it. I want to know some of the... I got it. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Uh, recently, I was doing a talk at the Warfighter Health Symposium. I put together a talk for, again, warfighters. It was down in, in San Diego. And before the talk, I had a congressman with his security come up to me, came to the talk, or, and said, uh, I'm just here... I wanted to come meet you. Wow. I want to tell you what a great job that you're doing. And I really think you're onto something. And this concept of muscle-centric medicine and really focusing on this aspect of longevity and wellness is, is right where it should be. So was he a patient of yours? No. He was a congressman who had been following Just, me. Wow. And he said, and he said to me, Can I get a picture with you so I can show my Oh my God. You know, I mean that's amazing. It was it, you know. It, it, it kind of just, not that you needed that, but it was like, wow, people are really listening. That's why. And I'm getting out there and people are getting their lives changed because yeah. of the information that I'm able to put out there and impact other people. And that was really a moment because these things have not come easy. Uh-huh. I have spent a long time in education uh-huh. and the education that I've done there's a, quite a bit of sacrifice mm-hmm. that goes into that mm-hmm. because it takes away time from being able to be in the world, do entrepreneurial things, mm-hmm. be able to even, you know, if you are going to excel in medicine, if you are going to excel in what you are doing, you say no to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to set those boundaries. And things that I really would love to do, I've had to say no to. Um, but the sacrifice, because the vision is bigger and it's totally worth it to me. 
but you don't always see the impact that it makes. You, you feel the impact it makes. What I do when I see patients one-on-one -on -one is incredibly rewarding. I have been able to help people in ways that I can't even imagine. And I feel so grateful to be able to solve a health care issue for them that they've struggled with for two decades. Um, but you never know who's listening. And there's moments where, you know, it's a grind. It is not this big glamorous thing. It is doing the work, reading, getting up at 4.35 in the morning, working before your kids are up. Oh, yeah. Training. You know, my husband is in full-time medical school. It's yeah, like, so I, was, I wanted to ask you about crazy. that too. He went back. He's now in medical school. Yeah. He went... What year is he in? Because he's, he's been in medical school for a couple three, years. Yeah, brutal. So basically, he, um, so one of his special quals was he's a medic. Uh -huh. And he was a trauma uh, medic. So he was teaching at, uh, when he was transitioning out, he was teaching at Fort Bragg, the, um, I don't know what you call it, some kind of special operation, uh -huh. survival, whatever, uh -huh, uh -huh. medic thing. Yeah. Um, he's going to Sounds fun. Friend. Yeah. Oh, he, which he loved. Yeah. And then he... Uh, decided that he really wanted to be able to give back. So he went to medical school. So now is he going to be doing some of the, the you, same stuff? Are you ready for this? Yes. No. He oh. is... Let me hear it. So he is going into urology. No way. Which is a surgical specialty. So he is going to do urologic surgery. Uh, one of the things that really impacted him was when he would go and get the guys that got blown up, um, if they had, you know, uh, any kind of explosion where they lost like a testicle or a kidney or these guys, they would take them out and these guys are infertile. And it... So is urology infertility as well? It is. Oh, I didn't know that. It is. So it's a surgical specialty and he's very interested in, you know, any male health related mm -hmm. things. And again, he's a surgeon by nature, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He loved trauma surgery, and I said, absolutely not. We are not doing a yeah. 100-hour work week. Right. I, uh, yeah. No. But he, it's interesting because he's absolutely excelled. Mm. He's already written four papers. Wow. He's doing an interview at Harvard. He's and like a, all these and other a lot, places. a lot of team guys, I'm not, I'm not uh, putting them in a, in a certain <laughs> compartment. But, but uh, they are. But, but you guys are. <laughs> but some of you guys aren't like the most book smart, but you have other strengths. Right. <laughs> Which it's amazing to see, like I a agree. team guy. I thought he was go, going to be a complete yes. slacker. Yeah, I well, thought. I mean, probably I did. not a slacker, but no. but but the, but it's true though. They 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 go into the team. It's literally their life. Hundred percent. They eat, breathe, sleep it, and they just want to hunt run down, it, running and gun the bad guy, <laughs> running and, and gun save in. their brothers, exactly. and then that's it. And then it's pretty remarkable then to see someone like your husband want to go into the medical field after year, years of being in the teams. I would absolutely agree with that. And, um, you know, it's really interesting. He had some great advice. Do you know Johnny Kim? Johnny Kim is an astronaut. He oh, yeah, was, I do know him. Yeah, yeah. So, he, so he was a team guy and he became an astronaut, which I also thought was really cool. He went to Harvard. That's left, so crazy. Left Harvard. So I actually thought, I was like, damn, I was like, a team guy can literally go and uh, become an sense, astronaut? Yeah. I mean, and he was a really fucking smart. I know. And so he mentored and, you know, wrote some letters for Shane and really uh -huh. has been so gracious to him. And uh, I think that he served as a great example of, of what was possible. But again, I, when Shane's like, oh, I'm going to medical school, I'm like, 
meanwhile, Shane is actually very cerebral. Um, and he taught himself calculus and physics while he was deployed. Wow. So while the other That's guys impressive. are up there playing the right. their games or whatever they're doing on their off time. Yeah. He taught himself calculus wow. and physics mm-hmm. in Afghanistan. Well, that just goes to show, I mean, like, I know I was I was joking around about the, the guys and not being the not, smartest. We're not but, to- <laughs> but but you know, you know what's different? Yeah. It's the mindset that they have. It oh, kind of yeah. goes back to like just what you were talking about, about just like that different um, that different breed, the different type. And yep. like whenever these guys, I mean, it's why they are what they are and it is, they do what they do and they're really, they're the best of the best. It's because they know whenever they're focused on something, they know how, how to get it done. And they are obsessively they get focused. Obsessed. Yes. They are obsessively yeah. focused. Yep. Uh, whatever the task is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, so he transitioned out and he is now, again, in his third year of medical school, has multiple papers mm. presenting at multiple conferences. Guy's a medical student. That's incredible. He's top of his class. So is it going to be four years or does he have more? Oh, than, it's brutal. Because it's, he has like eight. <laughs> he's have eight. He has four more. And so then he has have, his residency. So we've got one more year of medical school and we're figuring out where we're going to go. And then I believe it'll be another six years or so. Wow. And, That's a uh, lot of sacrifice on you, though. I agree. And you guys have two young kids. I agree. That's a lot. I agree. Because at the end of the day, if I don't take care of everything else, mm-hmm. it ultimately will sacrifice his ability mm-hmm. to reach his highest potential. And you know how it goes. We're a team. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it is. It's very challenging. It is very challenging. I have a question, and I'm trying to figure out how to, like... Segue into the question. I, well, I just like everything that you're doing is remarkable. But do you feel like that you're even? No, nope. um, the answer is no. And your question is going to be, do you feel like I'm doing enough or? Yeah, that is. That we, was actually yeah. or just like, like, have you have you been able to like help enough people? I, I mean, no. obviously, no, you can never help enough people. But no, 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 no. So this is another common trait that I always see. And it's interesting. I take care of the people that I, that are similar to myself because I can relate. Right. I know what you're going to do. I know what you're not going to do. I know when you're going to need me and when you're not. Mm -hmm. And I would say that it is never, and I don't know if this is a character flaw or if this is a, just a way in which we are, it will never be good enough. I will never stop. Mm -hmm. I am writing my first book. This book, I hope will change the world. I am implementing a way of doing medicine that I will train other physicians to care for people in the same way that I'm doing it. I I doubt that I will ever feel at any point in time that I am that I have reached the pinnacle because there's always more to do. In the finite time that we have, there's always more to do. It's never going to feel enough. Never settle. It's just never going to be. If I help 10 million people, I would say that's not enough. Right? Yeah. No, I know how it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same way. And then once you reach, you know, I am very fortunate. I have a very successful practice. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, just, you know, you're good. That's right. great. Yeah. But that, but, but that's, that those things though, when people are like, oh, that's good. That's great. And what they say, see that like, that's not what drives you. What drives you is helping people. And it's not about the success of the business or, you know, but it's, it's the lives that you are changing. It's about the other people. And it's about the impact. I think that if you have a capacity to do, 
it's a responsibility. Yeah. 100%. Because it's, it's not an option. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't live with myself if I, I feel that I have put in a lot of time and a lot of education and I can help a lot of people. If I wasn't doing that, I, I would feel terrible about myself. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a responsibility. And you know what? I want to, my children should also be like that, right? I'm not raising kids to, to just go with the flow. Yeah, or to be mediocre. No, yeah. or to contribute in a mediocre way. If you have the capacity to do, you better do it. What's the title of your book? I don't know yet. You don't know. Hmm. You have a year to figure it out. No, Probably less so than I, that. I had to, it was originally called The Lion Protocol. Um, I like that. But who, who's it going to reach? Unless you are looking for Lion Protocol. It needs, it needs to basically have your name. It, I think it needs I, to. I, but I don't think so. Hmm. Because I want mm. people to find it. It is going to be a protein-forward, muscle-centric approach. I don't know what that name is going to be. Hmm. We're working on it. Because, you know, ultimately, it's not even about me, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Atkins, I'm coming for you. Right, yeah, look out, Atkins. <laughs> That's so old school anyways. It is. Sheesh. But can you imagine if we could interface mental capacity and really think about what it is to be strong and then marry that to the physical strength? What do you think the actual outcome of a human would be? It'd be insane. Instead, we have this huge dichotomy between health and wellness and then actual, like, fortitude, right? So we have sick care and go look at your cholesterol. It's just this huge division. It's just, right, it shouldn't be. No. Yeah. What is the legacy that you want to leave behind? I want to change the concept of medicine to instead of it being this fat phobic fat approach it's muscle centric mm-hmm. it is a uh, it's strong medicine mm-hmm. it is strong medicine and what does that mean and how are we going to implement that you know from all of it physical fitness moving it was it is an option now mm-hmm. how is that possible i know i hate that but it's an option. Yeah. And then who pays for the injuries? Who pays mm-hmm. for the, the way in which the society is broken down? Mm-hmm. And then there's all this other stuff that happens, right? It's mental negativity. It's mental weakness. It's all this other stuff that, that rolls downhill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not only that, we're up against a narrative. Right. Well, it's just interesting. Um, I, I'm sure you know this. I actually didn't know this. And I had to ask... Um, my six-year-old dentist, <laughs> okay? But, you know, it's just how over, like, generations, how our body changes, right? If you think back about, you know, like, the caveman era and just, yeah. you know, how like, what those guys had to do, you know, or girls um, to just survive. And, um, you know, I was... This was like probably, I probably could have Googled it, but I, I happened to be there. And actually my, one of my boys asked me like, why do we have our wisdom teeth if we get them taken out? I was like, you know what? That's a really good question. I, I'm going to ask the dentist, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was like, yeah. I feel like I should know that. And her, you know, her answer was that, you know, back in the day, like we, we used to have bigger jaws to be able to break down vegetation. Mm. And that's what 
the wisdom teeth were. And, um, you know, now like literally centuries, um, we have just, we have kind of become like, we don't need, we're domesticated. We don't need those teeth anymore. Right. And like our bodies are, are actually changing, like how we are born, like our jaws aren't as big as they used to be because this is like literally like decades, years, centuries, guys, of we don't use those back chewers anymore. And so now we just take them out because, you know, we don't need them. I mean, eventually is it going to be the same, like with our muscles? Yeah. Like we just, yes. we just become yes. like everything's AI and yep. yes. And you know, I, I, you know, don't want to be but, conspiracy no, but, theorists. But, no, but guys, this is literally happening. Yeah. Like wake up and look back at like, it wasn't, I keep saying like, like centuries and centuries ago, but it's like, look at like even our parents, like what our parents like physically were doing, but it has changed so much. Do you know that the, are you ready for this? Yeah. This is going to blow your mind. So in the 19th, so World War II, they went through this rationing. Mm. Rationing is, you know, food is scarce. You only get this much. Do you know what the rationing uh, calorie intake was? Yeah, it was pretty super low. 3,000 calories. Wow. Wow. And because that was like the minimal amount. That's so yeah. active. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you know the average weight of a male back then? What? You're not going to believe this. 143 pounds. Dang. The average weight of a female was 121 pounds. Wow. Yep. In the 1940s. Mm -hmm. Rationing was 3,000 calories. Yep. We are grossly domesticated, mm -hmm. but with physical domestication comes mental domestication. Mm -hmm. And I am afraid for our society. Yeah. I'm afraid for our the future. The our kids' the generation. There, you know, kids. we are so wrapped up in our phones. I mean, Emily and I created a book club. Yeah, we the have a Freedom book club. Readers. Yes, is that what it's called? Freedom Fre Reader. <laughs> Freedom Reads. Freedom Reads. Yeah, when you have a book, well, we, you know, you'll come on. And we did this because we are not only. Did you say when I when I have a book, yeah. I can come on? Well, I'm a, not. No, I'm not writing a book right now. You, you never know. I know. <laughs> I'm not, not yet. <laughs> so. You know, it's, it's really interesting because what we're seeing is people are not reading and like, let's just take out if they're not reading, they're getting fed information. Mm -hmm. Their faces are in their phones. They're getting fed information. It's changing our brain. Mm -hmm. It's changing our drive. It's changing the dopamine effects. There's all kinds of toxic Do you think it's things. better to actually read off like out of a book or I audio? personally do. Because I think um, it depends on what kind of learner you are, mm -hmm. but I, I think that there's something to. It's definitely harder to read from a book. Yeah. I process it differently compared to. You're probably an like auditory. Audio. I am. You're yeah. probably an auditory mm -hmm. learner, mm -hmm. um, and you know, knowing your learning style is really important. But it, it becomes it, it's just very interesting to see what's happened mm -hmm. to our society mm -hmm. and and what people find acceptable. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not acceptable to sit at the table with someone that you care about and you guys are on the phone. Right. Yeah. Or you're on a date. With yeah. The person you, I mean, right. Just, and then you're on your phone. Insanity. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And it's become like the social norm. It's normal. Yeah. I, um, I was at one of the local restaurants here in Virginia Beach a couple of weeks ago and we had like the whole, like the kids and, um, and we do like, and I, guys, trust me, like I get it. I have teenagers, like you have got to sometimes peel the kid. Like you have to set the boundaries for their electronics, for gaming. Um, I mean, all of it. And I have, you know, we call it, you know what we call that? What? The babysitter screenessa. Oh, the, I like that. Screenessa. Screenessa. Screenessa is watching you tonight. Yes. Yeah. And, um, 
And I looked over and, and we have, you know, whenever we're eating, there's no phones at the table, yeah. you know, and this is like at our house whenever we're out to eat. And then I remember I, I looked over and, you know, the kids like give us a hard time about it. They're like, oh, come on. Like, you know, whatever. At first of all, and, I cannot believe you have three boys. Yeah, I know. Right. I know. I want to have another one. Do you really? I think so. Amazing. I don't know. Maybe. Oh my God. Do it. Yeah. I don't Amazing. know. I'm at like such a great spot. Like, right. Like, you know, my oldest one is seven. Nah, so he's like be more great. independent. It's going to so. be great. Maybe. I don't know. Um, God. Yeah. That's like a whole, I can imagine like, what if I have a girl that I'm like really big trouble? Cause like, I don't even great. know how to braid hair. Nah, so. it's gonna be great. Um, but I remember looking over whenever we were at dinner, you know, with, with the, and our boys are so wild. Like it's just, you know, we go to appropriate places where the boys are like crazy, you know, and it's fine. And then there was this, uh, there was this boy and it looked like he was with his grandpa. Um, just like an older gentleman, but he was just on his, like literally the entire time they were eating, he was sitting there on his phone and I don't think like any words were exchanged the entire time. And I'm just like, that is just so sad. Like yeah. I don't ever want, I mean, we have a very close family. I'm really, really close to my boys. And, uh, and I hope that we will always be like that. And I was like, but you know what? It, it's like, like, I mean, it's become socially acceptable. Right. You know, like, you know, it's the parents allowing it and it's for the kids not even knowing how to engage really with their parents or like yeah. talk about their day or have that relationship because it's easy for the phone to just be there and for it to be like a babysitter. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. And, and not only that, can you imagine that you give time and attention to things that matter so little, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And you swap out what matters the most. Yeah. Yeah. Which are the authentic relationships mm -hmm. that you build and, and all of that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I want you guys to know that like, I get it. The struggle is real. And I feel that in my soul saying that is like, like with the, I mean, we, even we have like pretty hard guidelines and boundaries, like phones get shut off at a certain time. I have a question. Who's yes. the disciplinarian? Uh, you or your husband? Blue. He's the disciplinary. I'm like the soft, like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know, actually. You know, whenever he's here, it's him. Whenever he's away, it's I'm you. like, oh, okay. yeah, the boys know. They're like, oh, it's mama bears here, you know. Um, but we, it's like a pretty good balance, though. But I would say, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, you guys are in trouble. <laughs> I'm just going to walk I'm outside. out of here. <laughs> yeah, peace out. <laughs> Anyways, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show of today. It's really been, I feel like this is a long time coming of yeah. us like linking up and it was very, very cool and definitely just an authentic uh, way to get to know you and everything that you're doing. Yeah. And uh, is there anything else that you want to say to the listeners? No, I just uh, really appreciate being able to share what's important to me. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm even excited to get my poop sent off to <laughs> Africa or wherever. Yeah, it's, it's going. going. It's going. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on today's Reborn podcast uh, with Dr. Lyon. Make sure you check her out. Her website, it's Dr. Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. Gabrielle Lyon. And it's L-Y-O-N. That's how right. you spell her last yep. name. Um, her podcast that's already up and it's coming out more full force. You're going to come on it, right? I am. Yeah, I'll come okay. on it. I think that what we should get the samples, get everything sent out. Okay. And whenever you get it back, we'll do, um, we'll talk about it on your podcast. Okay. I think I'm, I'm cool with doing that. 
You, she's looking at me like, like surprise. Okay. I don't know. You'd be like, I, oh. I think I'm enough to, we'll see. <laughs> There's going to be like pages and pa- it's going to be like Santa's scroll and like all like the good and bad kids. It's literally going to just be an eternity of like all this stuff. So thank you again so much. And your book is coming out in a year. The name is unknown. It's unknown. Unknown. Uh, if people want to apply to be a patient, uh-huh. they are welcome to do that through the website. There's an application. Um, Obviously, Instagram, Twitter, I'm not so active, but I'm on there. Yeah, I'm going to be more active on Twitter because uh, it's very sciencey. I always send a, maybe I'll send, I'd like repost I don't ever, papers. I still don't really know how to tweet very well. <laughs> I'm not a big Twitterer. <laughs> I don't know. I never got into it, but I feel like, like since uh, Elon Musk bought it, I'm like, oh, I, you know, full stream, full, you know, let's go, like charge full stream ahead. Yeah. And one more thing, if yep. you are a military operator mm-hmm. and you need help, please reach out to me reach out to the practice. We will get you in touch with the people that you need to, whether you are active duty or transitioning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys heard it. And then you can help them out like for, like if they need yeah. any sort of help yes. or whatever. We will get them to the right people. Awesome. All right, guys, you heard it. Thank you so much for joining us today and we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye.